Welcome back. We are live at State Fair. We're in Catonsville in the 21228 on Frederick Road, not the fairgrounds in Timonium for John Rollo or Mark Kilkask, anybody else looking for us. Uh, it has been a wonderful uh, morning to start with. I have friends coming this afternoon. I have friends here now. Bill Cole from Cole Roofing will be here this afternoon. Kirby Fowler's coming by from the Maryland Zoo. I mean, I can go through the whole list of, uh, we began the day with Carmen Del Guecho. We have folks here uh, uh, from Center for Hope. Uh, the Children's Home is here. Um, I think I'm pronouncing itinerous right. Sharp Dressed Man, Sisters for Hope, um, National Kidney Foundation, LLS. I'm going to cry in that segment. Kira Bass is going to be here at 4 o'clock. Somebody get me a drink. Evan's already offered me cocktails here. Evan, I need a new State Fair shirt. This one's, I've been wearing it too much, and it's wearing out. And Caitlin Kirby's going to be here from Catonsville Emergency Assistance to take our hall, our our Maryland Food Bank hall, and keep it here in the community. It's all brought to you by friends at the Maryland Lottery, 10 times the cash. I'm like, Oprah, you get a ticket. Uh, You get a lottery ticket. Everybody's getting a lottery ticket. Uh, Window Nation, 866-90-Nation, 0% financing for the next five years. I'm getting doors. Um... Uh, yeah, you can get windows, but I'm getting doors this year because I got windows two years ago. And I want to give Leonard Raskin a special shout-out because he's slumming it right now. He couldn't be here. He's on the beach in Walea and, and Maui, and I feel terrible that he couldn't make it. Uh, but I think he's going to be all right. It's his 30th anniversary. Raskin Global, empowering you to choose your financial future and giving you a crab mallet with a beer opener on the side. Gucci. Um, so I do this crazy crab cake tour that begat the crab cake row that begat the fundraiser with the cans for the Maryland food bank today all week long. And I'm doing this crazy marathon thing with friends and baseball players and all sorts of stuff. And part of it really got inspired by you as a bunch of things. There was a trail of things happening and I've done a lot of charity, community, like 30 years of doing this or whatever, but I haven't done anything lately other than just segments, right? Like, you want to promote Susan G. or B. Komen, you find me. And Allison Yaspi's been my friend for as long as the Ravens have been the Ravens. I don't know. You were one of the first 10 employees, I'm thinking, when David came here. It felt that way anyway. And I was at Coco's doing the Crab Cake Tour with Rasig, my co-host with a K, about three, four months ago. And you were there, like, getting a crab cake because you know what's good when you're in the neighborhood, right? And I barely recognize you. are like, I'm like... I know you. You're like, Allison Ravens. I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, oh, I'm doing a charity thing, picking up a check, and a school did a thing over here. And I'm like, I haven't done a thing like that. I want to get groceries for the food bank, too, and do good things. And between this and that and the Ravens and Vegas and the Super Bowl and the Cup of Super Bowl, it, you were one of the first people because I owed you a call. You gave me a card. We hit each other on the Facebook. And I'm like... I owe you a segment, and then when I started putting this idea together, you were like top, you were top 10, top of mind, because I'm like, I owe you a call, I owe you a segment, you got something going on. So this whole 100 charity thing, you were in my top 10 on that list of saying, all right, I'll I'll snooker her into coming to Catonsville and being a guest on the show. So Allison Yaspi's here from Susan. G. G. I'm just checking G. It looks like a little bit like a C. G. Komen. Komen. (laughs) Hi, I'm Ness. I'm Kim. I'm here. I'm a local here in Catonsville. They're pinked out, man. Yeah. You know, I would have worn my pink today. I wore some blue today. We, we brought your pink here, bag. All right, I got brought a pink, pink bag. bag. <laughs> Allison, give everybody End your journey wrap. and tell everybody um, that how long you we've been knowing each other and how we met. 
Well, first, I'm so lucky and um, thankful that I inspired even part of this. Um, you did. And I wouldn't make that up. I have to shout out to Montebello Elementary and Middle School because that is you where yeah. I was doing a, a check presentation that day. They raised almost $2,000 uh, to benefit our More Than Pink Walk. So they're awesome. Jackie and Principal Mitchell and all the kids, um, teachers, students, um, we really appreciate them. And that is why I ran into you that day. So it was karma, all do-gooders, and things like that. Um, if I work for Susan G. Komen, would I wear pink every day? I mean, a lot. Is probably. it like being a Mary Kay rep? I mean, our bit? whole thing is more than pink um, because we're all about uh, spreading awareness. And I always thought the pink baseball bats looked like they got dipped in Pepto Bismol. I was kind of <laughs> yeah. fun, you know. Yeah. Kim, what's your role? What do you What do you do? What's your role, Allison? I am a development director for the DMV Tri-State area, and I essentially do fundraising. So um, I am out there meeting with great folks in the community, getting them to participate in our fundraisers, our More Than Pink Walk, our Big Wigs campaign that's coming up. Um, We have lots of great um, active uh, donors, team captains, participants, um, and uh, we just want to grow that so that we can fund our incredible mission to uh, ultimately to end breast cancer. And I uh, work, I've been with Komen for about 14 years now, and I work for the marketing department. I actually am the uh, social media manager. I manage all of our social media pages, but Allison brought me along because I'm here. Tag me. I'm here in Catonsville. I'll tag you. So, uh, What's really weird is Biggie's looking at us yeah, in the thing. He's judging. Got, he's, he's judging like, for sure. It's like Biggie's like looking at this. It's getting a little weird. He's judging, yeah. Biggie's sure. like on us here, you know. Yeah, he just, is, I love he it is. though. It's funny. Yeah. Um, I think everybody knows about Susan G. Komen, even though it's not Susan B. Anthony. Yeah. Uh, Let me tell you a up. funny story about Susan, Susan B. Anthony thing. You're not the first one who's made of course has not. made that mistake. We get it all the time. And she's on a silver dollar. You know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and one October I was in a local 7-Eleven getting a cup of coffee or something, and they had pink donuts for breast cancer awareness. And somebody With sprinkles. Yeah, and somebody yeah. in the 7-Eleven said, "Hey, look, they got them Susan B. Anthony donuts." <laughs> <laughs> Close. Close. You know who would appreciate that? Dan Rodericks. He loves those malaprops. He'll add that to to the show next year if you give me that. Um, Where did Susan, I mean, obviously you guys had some issue years ago. Like, this has been going on 30 years, right? Like, literally. More than that. Susan G. Komen has been around since 1982. So we just celebrated our 40th anniversary. So we've been around about 42 years. Um, In Maryland, the Susan G. Komen, um, uh, at that time it was Race for the Cure. Uh, started, that was a Hunt Valley thing? Well, it started nuts? in 1993, and it was in Baltimore from 1993 to 2007, and it was in Hunt Valley for 10 years. See, yeah. you, you guys did a good job. Yeah. I, look, I've been on the radio 32 years. Yeah. This is not my first time trying to figure out whether it's Susan B. Anthony or Susan G. <laughs> Komen. You know, I'm really... Yeah. Um, I, I guess the modern part of this is what you're doing now, and every time, and this will be for any of the nonprofits I talk to, uh, COVID changed everything, right? Like, just in a general sense of what people wanted to do in 2018 and 19 and what the plans for all of us were in 2020 and then sort of a regrouping of other things, exactly. right? Exactly. You know, when 2020 came, obviously all our in-person events had to push pause. So, and that was really for a year or two because even in 2021, a lot of our population is immunocompromised. So it was slow for us to come back, but now we're fully back in person, but we've consolidated some things and in that time. And so now we have a walk that is in the, uh, serves the entire DMV area and it's in Washington. 
Washington, D.C., but we have a lot of people from Baltimore come on down. You do when the cherry blossoms are falling? Because it looks like cherry blossoms. <laughs> when is your walk? Our walk is September 8th. Oh, that's not cherry blossoms. In Freedom Plaza. That's the Washington football team being 0-3, usually, at the end of September. So we do have people that come. We do have folks that come from Virginia and from Maryland as well. Um, but for those that don't want to make the journey, we also have a walk where you are, which is our national walk. Um, and so, like last year, I met up with some folks that uh, walked in Green Spring Valley. We had a, a great big team at Pepsi that did something in Howard County. Nice. Um, they did their own walk that day in October during Breast Cancer Awareness Month as well. I ain't going down to D.C. I'm doing my walk right <laughs> yeah, here. Right. I mean, my student be Anthony Donuts right. up here. <laughs> Kim and Allison are here from Susan G. Komen. Um, give me the whole why pink like and what you do my wife's had cancer twice my sister-in-law's had breast cancer like cancer's everywhere we've been talking about it all week um what does the modern version of because i i know it's been a while since i've had you on i and i know it's pink and i know it's cancer and i know she must have been a nice lady i I don't but i don't know the story so tell us well susan g komen started in um 1982 because in um a few years before that susan g komen died from metastatic breast cancer at the age of 36 this is in the 70s in the late 70s she had it she died in 1980 if you had breast cancer in 1979 Uh, right well it was the the mortality rates were a lot worse than they are now thanks to susan g komen and so her sister nancy brinker um promised her sister she would do everything she could to end breast cancer so she started with a shoebox full of contacts Kind of like you, Nestor. She knew a lot of people in town and said, I'm going to... I only knew Johnny and, and Mark back <laughs> in the day. It's, it's expanded. That's right. And so she was a, a, able to create this incredible organization and uh, for her namesake. And now we are the leading breast cancer organization in the world. We are the largest um, fundraiser of breast cancer research, uh, the largest nonprofit fundraiser of breast cancer research outside of the federal government. We've given more than a billion dollars to research. But in addition, we also fund patient care. We've given um, uh, $2.2 billion in patient support services over the years. I'm glad you brought the numbers. I brought, well, they, they, cha- they well. change all the time. Listen, so I I gotta, I've done gotta, this at the Super Bowl for 27 yeah. years, and everybody like you would be a handler who had a piece of paper yeah. with some celebrity and sit down, and I'm like... Okay, the numbers yeah. are nice, but what can I do? How that's can it. I help? You know, you know and that's like, often, and, and that's what we see. People, we, you know, we like to talk about the numbers, but people want to know how they can help. And um, they can get involved in a variety of ways. Obviously, we uh, re raise funds so that we can provide patient support. And after COVID, we changed our method of patient support, where now anybody in the country, anywhere, can come straight to Komen and get direct funding. Um, pe- people in treatment, people who are living with metastatic breast cancer, can get funds to help them with everyday living. And then, in addition, we still fund research. We also fund patient advocacy um, where we go and lobby um, local and um, national government for better public policies for breast cancer patients. So to make... This has come a long way with proton and radiation. Tell me, 14 years, a long time. I mean, my wife, it'll, it'll be 10 years for my wife with leukemia uh, on March 20th. And my wife's great. She's had two transplants. But I wonder even that technology, because I what I saw in the hospital 10 years ago, it moved me to do all this Baltimore positive stuff. I mean, you know me as a sports guy, but right. I'm seeing these nurses and doctors keep my wife alive. I'm like, why am I fighting with this creep who owns the baseball team? You know what? Let's right. do something better like this. Right. And, uh, but I, I, it was unbelievable how scientific testing, blood testing, coming back, I mean, her neutrophil, I mean, all of these yeah. things. And I'm thinking breast cancer is one of those things that, if you're a woman now and you get breast cancer and I, I see you on my timeline, I feel like 
you're probably going to be okay. It's going to yep. be awful. It's going to be terrible, but you're probably going to be okay. I, um, same thing is true about ch uh, uh, ALL, children's leukemia. They, they find a better way of solving that than they ever would have 30, 40 years ago. But I don't know what 14 years does yeah, in it, your industry. It, you know, um, Komen has been responsible for about 3,000 discoveries um, since the beginning. But... Um, and. Certainly, the breast cancer mortality rate has gone down in the last 40 years. Since 1989, we've been able to reduce the breast cancer mortality rate by 42%. But we still have a lot of work to do. 43,000 people will probably die of breast cancer in the U.S. in 2024. And that obviously is it's a big number. horrific. Um, so we still have a lot of work to do. And still, even with all the education we've done over the years, a lot of people feel like, hey, we know with all the pink and all the October, we know to get our mammograms. But really Really, only 67% of people with insurance get a mammogram. All right, get, get pissed at me now because yeah. my wife gets on the prostate thing with me. Yeah, right? yeah. I'll wear the blue hat, you know. Yeah. Um, every time my wife gets her boobies checked, it's uncomfortable, right? I mean, it's kind of like the, the going to being the dude in like the rubber gloves. Exactly. Dr. Sigmund. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's necessary. And every woman I know... More than anything, they, I think they fear breast cancer because it's so in your – because of the job y'all done in football, yeah. baseball, yeah. that they realize – and every woman I know knows a woman that's had it. Well, and, every, yeah. and a lot of times it's, oh, she ran. She's healthy. She didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, heredit, hereditary mm -hmm. issues are there. And the early detection part, that's probably where it's really gotten crazy because I've heard of women say, I got an 89% chance I'm getting fixed now and I'm yeah. you know, getting just taken care of. I didn't hear any of that last century, for sure. I'm old enough, right? Right, right. So about one in eight women in the U.S. will get breast cancer in her lifetime. So we all are going to know somebody, or if not personally, be affected by it. And so, But it, the fear leads to getting examined, right? Yeah, like, sure. The knowledge of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whether or not you have a family history. I mean, it, it is yeah. only twenty percent of only twenty percent of breast cancers are hereditary. So even if, for example, I was genetically tested, my mom died of ovarian cancer. Ovarian and breast cancer share a gene link. Um, so I was genetically tested, and I was BRCA and one and two negative. So. Um, but that doesn't mean I won't get breast cancer. I still have other risk factors. I'm overweight. Um, I probably don't get enough exercise. And, and also sometimes you can do everything right and you still get breast cancer. So I'm still going to get my mammograms every year. I'm still going to know my normal, which is what we encourage people to do. If they know, notice any changes in their breasts at all, we joke it's not just lumps. You know, if one nipple is used to point down and now it's pointing up, if anything happens, puckering, um, dimpling, um, uh, uh, discharge from your nipple, you need to go and see your doctor uh, right away to get that checked out. And so if, because as you mentioned, early treatment as well as early detection, I'm sorry, as well as effective treatment is what's going to lead to the best outcomes and why we have more than um, 300,000 uh, breast cancer survivors in the country right now. Can we talk about dumb stuff now like football? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> is there, we do that. And I, I want to get back. I met you through the Ravens yeah. and then all these years later, we're doing this and that. I mean, um, Baltimore's cool. I mean, you, you were great friends with an ex-girlfriend of mine that I dated for many, but like Baltimore's cool like that, running into somebody and then you, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? How yeah, can I help yeah. you? How can I help you? That's really where it's at. But it really, for you and I, it started with, there was no Ravens. I might not have met you, right? For sure. For what sure. did you do for the it's Ravens? I, don't even, I always think of you and Aaron Cashman and David <laughs> Cope and all of those people who were all nice to me. And then, then I started going out to that <laughs> oh, place geez. and being treated like dirt, like literally being treated by dirt by the people who took your jobs and 
having Bashadi sanction it, it's been the fact that I'm sitting here right now is gross. Like it's awesome, but the fact that they have called around to the National Football League to dirty me up. So this, I'm doing this instead of sitting with Dan Marino on radio. I, I, I miss all of you. I miss that energy. I see that flying bee, and I, I hand that copies of Purple Rain one. I know that's a tough thing for you. You'll tell that story in a minute. But you were you were an OG girl. I mean, yeah. you were like yeah. purple Barney outfits, selling PSLs, all the stuff that, you know, no offense to Chad Steele, but the road was paved by women like this and the people who did the work, not the people who came in here and sort of rode the coattails of the work that had been done. So uh, I want to give you the respect that you deserve because, you know what, I cried twice about David on Monday because I had the Hope Lodge over and I lost my ish uh talking about it uh and, and it got me angry thinking of what david would think of all this and they brought this team here to be a community asset not to give chad Steele license to throw a radio station off a radio row so all these years later i have even more appreciation for not just the models but for the people that they brought in well i appreciate that and I mean it was that. it was a it was a fun time i do i am one of the ogs i what uh, was your role what was your title um because that's was... so important there these days <laughs> you know what your title was anything david they asked you to do is what you did probably right yeah what now that's not my job yep. uh, you know not my department john harbaugh and eric DaCosta. but but it was yeah. a beautiful place it was like it there was this spunky startup spirit and David was pissed because of the Cleveland thing and what happened to his dad that he wanted it to be great here and it freaking was man it was great well a lot of the um, entertainment and the pregame entertainment the in-game entertainment all of the things are uh, really a tribute to David and the models and John um, uh, John, and John, John I sure. love you you know that Johnny um, Moe yeah it was it was a fun time I mean and it was I was in the marketing department so um, I helped out with um, Edgar Allan and Poe I hatched Edgar Allan and Poe <laughs> I actually I knew, um, I knew it I actually named them <laughs> And help create them, and was that's, responsible for the hatching on the field. Like you. Yep. They, what else did you do that I don't know that existed. you don't want to brag about? But humble brag. I, I didn't know you named that Allen and Bo. That's I, pretty good. I created the hospitality village. Also, the well, David wanted more of everything. He wanted more pretty cheerleaders. He wanted more band. He, he did. wanted more. He pep. did. He wanted more tailgating. He wanted. He wanted more media. He wanted more everything. Yeah, I don't so, want three mascots. What the hell? Nobody has three mascots. I can see David saying. Uh, That's no. a hell of an idea. I will mascots. actually tell you the story. He wanted a whole flock. He <laughs> wanted <laughs> dozens of mascots. That's a David laugh. David <laughs> dozens. laughed at that. And I, <laughs> I was like, I. I don't, I'm like very capable, but I don't know how I'm going to make that happen. <laughs> and literally one night I woke up in the middle of the night and I said, if we name them Edgar Allen and Poe, I only three. have to do three. <laughs> And I went in the next day and told David Cope that. And he said, great idea. You go tell him. Because his office was next door. He pointed next door. I went in. The big, t- the big office in the corner. The with, the, with the, with the spread. Paul. Yeah. Yep. And he I went in to David Mosell. And yeah. he said, great idea, Alley Cat. Make it happen. Alley Cat. Yep. That's what he called he you. He had nicknames for everybody. I know he um, did. Yeah. I love was, talking about David. It was it's a good me time. smile, not cry. It was. So don't make me cry. Yeah. You know, don't, he called me into his office in um, January 1999, and I was there picking up tickets for the NFC Championship game in Minnesota. They were Art's tickets. Art bought tickets in every stadium in the league, and he bought every playoff ticket, whether he used it or not, because he supported the other owners. 
He was of the era where we all bought season tickets for each other, and maybe we gift them to somebody or, you know, whatever, somebody in that town. And Baker was running. Roy, Roy was running tickets, but Baker was involved. It was Roy at the time. And I went down to the Signet building up into the little tower there at, uh, where is that? That's, is that Light and Baltimore, wherever that corner was in that building. And I went up to the Signet. corner. I mean, Signet. That's a long You like time that? Ago. Yeah. Signet Tower. You like that? So I went up there. It was snowing sideways outside. It was, this, it was January. And I had to make a decision whether I was going to go to the AFC Championship game or the NFC Championship game. Because I was going to go as a fan, not, not as a media member, but as a fan. And I was going to do the Super Bowl the next week. And we stunk. We were no good. Vinny was with the Jets that year and was going to be the Jets quarterback. I had never been to the Mile High Stadium, the original, but still have never been to the Mile High Stadium. It's gone now, the original one. So the, the decision was I really, wa- I really wanted to go to Denver because I wanted to go to Mile High Stadium, and I knew Vinny a little bit, so it was a little piece of action there. And the other thing was going to Minnesota to the Vikings-Falcons game. And David had something with me where he called me down. I was getting tickets, and we many joked about where I was going or something like that. And I went and I said, I really want to go to Denver to the game. He had a cigar. He called me in his office, and he says, you're going to Minnesota. And I said, <laughs> I said, I don't want to go to Minnesota. It's cold there. <laughs> I've been to that dome. I saw the Super Bowl there. You know, I don't want to go to Minnesota. Our future head coach is going to be in Minnesota. So you need to go to Minnesota if you want to meet our next coach. It's going to be Brian Billick. Uh, so he told me who the coach was going to be. Yeah. This is volatile. I'm on. There's no internet, but I'm on. Yeah. So right. I now have information nobody has. And he said, "Dad wants to hire Terry O'Donoghue, the old UCLA coach, and we're going to interview Chris, whatever his name was, the offense coordinator. He became the Jaguars coach and it flailed. It was awful. Um, I don't even remember his last name. That's how awful it was as a coordinator. And he said to me, Brian Billick's a leader of men. You're going to go there. He's going to be our next head coach." So I went to Minnesota with my buddy Scotty P. We went to a Minnesota basketball game at the barn. It was four degrees. We went to the we went to the stadium. I was going to the Super Bowl the next week, and the Vikings were up ten points with two minutes and thirty seconds left to go. So he wasn't going to get hired because he was going to have to go be the head coach or be the offensive coordinator of the Vikings. And somehow they lost the football game in the last two minutes of the awful loss. We think our AFC. I talked to Brian about it last week. And I went down and I met Brian and I walked up to Brian and I said, my name's Nestor Aparicio. I'm about to become your new best friend. (laughs) The first thing I ever said to Brian, he just lost championship game. And we joke about it all these years later. But the only reason I was there was David told me he was hiring Brian. Yeah. That's crazy. So that's why I went to to Brian. And Brian looked at me. And, you know, Brian looks down. Young man. You, you know, young man, you know, all that. And he, he like, looked at me. He's like, what's an AM radio guy doing here knowing that, I, like, I, 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 I pulled him up three times after the game. I said, you're coming to Baltimore, right? He's like, you can tell Mr. Modell I'll be there tomorrow. That's what he said to me when I left. Wow. And I called Kevin Byrne from the airport. I said, wow. Kevin, I just met your next head coach. <laughs> Kevin's like, what's he like? Now, they golf together, and I don't talk to Kevin anymore. So, <laughs> oh, gosh. So all these years later, well, Kevin's in South Carolina. He's never here. So, yeah. uh, I, you know, I, I, I don't get invited back. All the alums and all that stuff. So when I run into loved ones like you, because I can't run into David, and I do run into Michelle sometimes, and I run into various people, um, that was a time in my life and your life that was like crazy special to be a part of the beginning of the Ravens. I do. And social media helps. You know, I do stay in touch with some of those OGs like Aaron and I Julie ran into Aaron and- last year for the first time and we just 
pull, we were at a, a networking event and there were a thousand people there and we ran into each other and it was over. We're in the corner, you know, how are you? How are you? Hey, hey, I'm not getting any work done, but I, it's good to see you, you yeah. know. I loved all those people, man. That was just the, one of the best times of my life. It was, yeah. a, it was a miracle. And I'm hoping the Orioles rebirth can be this much fun. I sincerely hope so. There's some good folks there. And speaking of the Orioles, MLB is very, and the Orioles have been very philanthropic to Susan That's G. Right. Komen. That's right. It is a baseball event, they right? Do, um, well, football too, right? I mean, catch a crucial catch yeah, and football, like all football that. Football has a cru- is crucial catch, but they choose their own charity. You right. can choose Komen, uh, okay. but you can do whatever charity you want. Um, but and the baseball bats being dipped, that was you, right? In the, in the pink? Well, MLB does a, a Mother's Day promotion with mm-hmm. us, so the Orioles have been very generous donors. So Mother's Day um, is your well. day. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Th- well, I yeah. want to know that, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I see people wearing pink to the ballpark. Yep. So. I'll pink it up with you girls they, whenever you the want. The hats that the MLB shares uh, uh, for every team, they do a pink hat, mm-hmm. and then yeah. the sales from the pink hat benefit Komen. See, I learned things. Yeah. Everybody sees the pink hat. You're like, well, I know it's for breast cancer, but what are we, what's really... The, so the money being used in the research, let's just talk about that for a minute, because I think that's really how my, you know, the next life gets saved is this early detection, but... The science part of this has come so far that you you shouldn't be afraid. You know, even if this happens to you, you want to know at a time so you can live, right? Basically. Right. The, the I'm trying to get past the fear of the rubber gloves as a guy. <laughs> I haven't had the yeah. thing done. I don't even know what they do. You I have mean, to I, do all it. I know is every woman I've ever known comes back and they're like, kind of squished them a it, little it, bit. You, you know, know what but I mean? It's, like, the, the mammograms are, are, are it's really, uncom- it's just, I say it's uncomfortable for yeah. a couple of minutes. It's really a couple of minutes. It's not invasive. That You shouldn't be afraid of it. Okay. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Well, I'm a, I'm a wuss. She'll tell you. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you just want to get people well, scared. Well, one thing, too, we want to, should mention that men get breast cancer, too. It's yeah. very rare. Only about 1% of all total breast cancers in the United States are of men. Um, but, what can men do? Uh, but men can, if they notice any changes, obviously, in their breast tissue, you should let your doctor know. And that's how most of them are found. And, and unfortunately, men's are often found later because you don't get regular mammograms because really the, it doesn't behoove of men to get regular mammograms because the incidence rate's so low. But obviously, if you do notice any changes in your breast tissue, you should uh, let your doctor know. Thanks for letting the dudes out there know, right? For sure. Self-exams, knowing your body. I mean, I will just add to that that I have, um, since my time in sports marketing, I evolved into fundraising and I've worked for lots of voluntary health nonprofits that I've been um, fortunately and unfortunately, mission connected with. But um, most recently, um, my mom already um, suffers with rheumatoid arthritis um, and other um, disabling um, ailments and illnesses. And right before COVID, um, she found a lump herself. Um, and we have no family history. And um, so you mentioned that your wife's anniversary is March 20th, March 19th. My mom will be four years cancer-free and is a survivor, Beautiful. thankfully. But also, that was all from a self-exam. All in the family, yep. right? Yep. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Susan G. Komen. Not B, G. Uh, tell me where to go to find the information. I'll let you guys get out of here because I got to stretch. One thing I got to do, I got to stretch my back. Well, I'll just tell you for any kind of breast cancer information that you need, any resources, you're going to go to Komen.org or you're going to call our helpline at 1-877-GO-KOMEN. And then Allie can tell you how to get involved on the local level. Yeah, Komen.org. We have a couple things coming up right away that I want to mention. First, from February 15th to the 29th, Walgreens is a big partner with ours and they're doing a scannable uh, campaign where you can donate. I'm glad the Nationals are giving them the logo back. 
Um, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> and Walgreens, the campaign benefits both um, Susan G. Komen and LLS. So we uh, partner Love in the I got some LLS later on are, in the day. All right. Um, so I wanted to mention that. And then we have our Big Wigs campaign that's coming up March 1st through 8th, um, where across the East Coast, we'll have uh, folks that are signing on to be a big wig. That means wearing a fun, festive pink wig for the week or the month, if you choose, and trying to raise a can I dress like Mrs. Roper? You can dress however you, you want if you'll Mrs. sign Roper. on. You should do a Roper romp. Is we what you have. got to get Nestor as a big wig. We would love pink. to you have you a pink. big wig. There's still time Look, for this year. The LLS people are trying to be, get me to be man of the year. I and know. I am not <laughs> in is, any way qualified so for that. So I've worked there, and that's a have wonderful you, campaign. But I'm this sitting is on my face right now on a seat cushion. I can't be the man of the year. You could be doing it with a pink wig and a lovely QR code. I'm just trying to fix my bag. However, so. They gave me a pink bag. I'm very happy. I've given them lots. Lottery tickets. Did we plug everything? Is Most everything importantly, going? our More Than Pink Walk is our signature campaign, September 8th um, at Freedom Plaza in D.C. Or wherever you um, are. Or wherever, or wherever you, you are. Yes. Um, you can sign up for our D.C. walk, our walk where you are. Uh, More Than Pink Walk, coma.org. Visit us. My, my friends at Window Nation make me wear the funny hat. Oh, I once have in a wrap in here for you too, which is our giveaway. <laughs> a wrap. Um, so well, it's like, like a Ginger neck gator. Grant? What are you talking about? It's, it's a like neck a neck gator. gator. <laughs> and that is our giveaway at uh, our More Than Pink Walk. Um, <sighs> Where is it? Should I put it on? That's for your put... lovely wife. Oh, this, is a, this is a little case. thing. All right. The inside. Gosh, you got, they got a trick bag in here. It's yeah. like a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> going oh, on. Oh, and I forgot I brought you. Yeah, a, oh, a VIP a press, press credential pass. too. And look at what this. What a smart ass she is bringing me a press credential here. That's freaking funny. So, you know, I, I, t- I told the story the other day to my wife, and you know, women don't like the Three Stooges, uh, but I, I, I said I am. I'm like when Mo, Larry, and Curly visited Notre Dame Stadium. They were figuring out how to sneak in. And they saw the press guys walking. <laughs> and Mo goes up and he has a card that says, press. And Larry goes up and he says, press. And Curly comes up and says, pull. Oh. And they go chasing him. You know what I mean? So this, I'm pull. I'm not press. Is that, is, that's well, kind of a dad joke. Yeah. You're a VIP in our book. And so our wraps, our neck gators represent yeah, our it, four go pillars. Ahead, do, do me up. Go Research, ahead. care, You'd community. Have, put it around. It's go. a little tight. You might want to. Have to slip it's a gator. It over. Oh, yeah, it's a neck gator. Neck gator. Yeah, it's 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 a wrist. It's a wrist. I'm, yeah. I'm right. going to do Mrs. Roper. Uh, I'm do a Roper romp in this. <laughs> is go. what I'm going to do. All right. Appreciate well, you. Boy. Love you out. Be good. Hey, you got a lottery you. ticket already. No, one I'm per good. person We're per John Martin and Ross. <laughs> appreciate uh, it. Uh, I am Nestor. We're doing this for the Maryland Lottery. Our friends at Window Nation, eight six six ninety Nation, Jiffy Lou Multi Care. Um, I'm getting the scoop. <laughs> from our uh. friends at Wise Markets. We're doing this for uh, for our friends at the Maryland Food Bank. Carmen was here earlier. Uh, if you're in the neighborhood, we're at Catonsville. We're at State Fair. We're going to be here live till 5 o'clock today. Um, and you, it's very simple. You bring stuff for them, and we give you a cup of soup or bowl. And they have Maryland crab. They're going to have the cream of crab and the cr- corn chowder. I've got guests here. I, I want to... Uh, I have people waiting patiently here uh, from the children's home, from itinerous. At some point, I'm going to have two Kirby's on the stage. There's Kirby here from State Fair and Kirby Fowler from the zoo. Bill Cole's going to be here. Uh, a whole bunch of friends. And I'm going to cry in the 4 o'clock hour because we're going to talk about leukemia. I am Nestor. We are WNST. We're at State Fair. Come by and eat free soup. <laughs>